0: I firmly believe that entrepreneurship and innovation is the great equalizer of the world. That ideas can come from any person in any corner, no matter who they are and what the idea is about. Ideas are the game changing force uh, for everyone.
1: Greetings, leaders, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development, and today we will be talking with Ms. Emily Breedlove, transforming communities through entrepreneurship and innovation. What does that look like? How is that accomplished? This is Season 2, Episode 6. Emily Breedlove transforms communities through entrepreneurship and innovation. With over 15 years experience, she is committed to fostering equitable economic opportunity across America by empowering regions through data-driven strategic planning, public and private partnerships, and leading edge community advancement practices. Having worked her way from coast to coast, Emily is an economic development powerhouse, award-winning event producer, business accelerator, director, public relations specialist, and nationally recognized through leader in entrepreneurial eco, uh, ecosystem design, pardon me. Thank you and welcome, uh, Miss Emily Breedlove.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So besides the wonderful portion of your resume uh, that I
0: was saying. <laughs> I need to make uh, it easier to read.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's, uh, every everything is always a work in progress. And so, Um, you know, tell us some more about yourself, you know, who, who are you and what you do?
0: Well, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I was an entrepreneur before I ever even knew what that meant. Uh, the first person in my family to be an entrepreneur, I was always the oddball. Uh, but you know, it's been, it's been a fun journey of, you know, being a, someone who loves to, to start up different ventures. And so I've been Either the founding member or a member of the founding team of six different startups, and uh, learned a lot about myself and about business. Uh, but also along that journey, I, I started really recognizing the power of community and resource providers and and leaders and uh, and and tools that you need in order to really be successful at, at starting and running a company. And so, I've had. The honor of being able to kind of switch back and forth between being a founder but also being a community leader and advocate in uh, ecosystem development. And uh, it's it's made for, I think, a kind of a unique journey uh, that I'm not just an entrepreneur and I'm not just a resource provider. I'm kind of this weird combination of the two. And it's really taught me a lot about the different types of leadership depending upon which room you're you're in, which table you're sitting at you know, being the founder, it looks one way and then being, you know, part of a a government agency or working for a university, uh, leadership looks very different. Um, Just, you know, your capacity for risk and your commitment to the plan. And uh, those worlds are, uh, they run parallel, but they're not the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't mind, could you, you know, tell us some more about this entrepreneurial uh uh, ecosystem like what you know what does that mean i've never you know myself um ever heard it uh, uh you know put that way so what does that look like
0: sure i mean it's an ecosystem like every other way that you think of an ecosystem like in biology and um in the environment you know that the entrepreneurial ecosystem is the way in which a community is brought to life to actively support entrepreneurship And I think that it's also important to, you know, to look at the different ways in which you even use the term entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial. Um, So I was part of, um, I was the director of a program called the Certified Entrepreneurial Communities Program where we would go into cities and towns and counties and they would go through this uh, about 12 month process of, building together a team of representatives and then really mapping out their quote unquote ecosystem and so it was always interesting because you know we would start this process with having a group of people everything from elected officials to the small business center director to people who work for banks um, to actual founders and entrepreneurs and we'd start by having them first define what does entrepreneurial mean when you mm-hmm. hear that word, what do you associate with it? And what was always interesting was that it was pretty positive associations with even the concept of entrepreneurial, that people who've never started a company before in their life, they still really um, idealize the 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 concept of what being entrepreneurial was. Everybody wanted to be a little bit entrepreneurial, which is awesome because you totally can be. I mean, the idea is that it's um, that you're really thinking outside the box that you're, you're coming up with new ways to solve problems. Uh, and that, you know, potentially those solutions can be businesses, um, standalone companies. And so the ecosystem is just all the things that support that entrepreneurial mindset and the potential for local companies to be spun up. Um, it's the the soft and the hard aspects of a community. So um You know how supportive is a community to just ideas new ideas uh, thinking outside the box coming up with new ways to solve problems is there uh, more of a a place that's supportive of innovation Um, is it trustworthy is it open is it friendly Um, but also you know the hard side to that of is it easy to get funding Um, to support your company? Are there networking opportunities? Are there co-working spaces? Can you find mentors and advisors? Are there accelerators and um, and incubators? And can you go to the small business center to get classes? So is education a big part of it? All of those things, those that swirling ball of energy, of resources, of motivation, that's what makes an ecosystem. And it's the communities that have a healthy dynamic ecosystem that it's all hands on deck and that everyone in the community understands their role in that ecosystem, that they know um, at what point they engage um, and in what questions they answer, what tools they have to offer. But everything comes down to, at the end of the day, a healthy ecosystem comes down to clean and positive handoffs that mm-hmm. when a founder shows up and they need help, no matter what door they knock on, if a community has a strong ecosystem, whoever is standing behind that door knows where they should go. And so that's when you're dealing with ecosystem builders, which are people like me, our job is to help not only map so that it's easy to navigate but also work with those individuals and organizations so that they know where people belong and they know their place in the ecosystem and they know how to hand off appropriately. Because for an entrepreneur, for someone who's starting a business and they've got everything that they have tied up in that, that potential, you know, they, they and maybe have invested all their savings into this, that they've, they've taken the leap of faith. And, you know, they, they don't have a backup plan. They don't have a job. They don't have all of this, you know, for those entrepreneurs, time is money. And so when they're reaching out to their community, asking for help and whoever they're talking to gets it wrong and they, they send them to another organization um, that then takes more time. And so it's, you know, that's one of the big things that we're always working with with communities on the ecosystem is being right the first time and saving that entrepreneur time ultimately saves them money um, because then there's less back and forth and there's less time waiting for them to get what it is that they need in order to make it work
1: yeah that sounds truly trailblazing you know that that sounds awesome you know so today's we're talking about transforming communities through entrepreneurship and innovation so what inspired you to to be involved in that work of transforming communities uh, through entrepreneurship and innovation
0: well you know like i said i've always been an entrepreneur uh it's just been it's I eat, sleep, breathe, everything about it. It's just who I am. I couldn't not be that. Um, But I also, you know, I started from a place of struggle of I was a small town, rural mompreneur. I had two small kids in a community that did not have access to a lot of resources. Um, We didn't have reliable broadband. We didn't have a very... Um, engaged and, and dynamic ecosystem, and so when I first got started, it was really, really hard. It was hard for um, a small town mom to make it work, um, and so I had to learn really early on how to how to build partnerships and how to navigate this ecosystem um, and and make it happen. Um, and then I was I was fortunate enough that through that experience. Um, I was able to secure a position uh, that when I was able to to work with the government on that. And so um, I went on as the director of entrepreneurship for an organization called the Advantage West Economic Development Commission, which they were a government agency that represented uh, 25 counties of Western North Carolina. Um, And I was an advocate on behalf of the entrepreneurs. And that was where I was able to lead the Certified Entrepreneurial Communities Program and work with with organizations. And so what was interesting was that, you know, I went into that position having always just been an entrepreneur. I'd never worked for the government. Um, It was a risk for them to even bring me in uh, because I was very new. Um, I didn't really fit the mold, but I was able to learn how this stuff happens. I learned that there is this whole network that exists above the businesses, that there's all these tools and people who are just paid to help us that there are free resources that the government pays a lot of people and a lot of organizations to support small businesses and entrepreneurship, because we are such an important part of the American economy. And so it's learning that there was this whole other world basically, and learning that I was, I was actually straddling between the two and that I, I started to really embrace my role as the translator of, you know, being, having a seat at the table with the government, with federal agencies, with state agencies, with local counties, with, with banks and with investor networks and all of these things, um, but also understanding the daily realities of what it took to be an entrepreneur and to run a, a business, um, being able to then show up with founders and with these, with these companies and explain how this stuff works. Um, I firmly believe that entrepreneurship and innovation is the great equalizer of the world. That ideas can come from any person in any corner, no matter who they are and what the idea is about. Ideas are the game-changing force uh, for everyone. And so the more that we make ecosystems fertile and open and welcoming, the more that we allow people to transform their lives, but also transform the community through the merit of their ideas, um, that with all of these tools, anybody can take a great idea and turn it into something. And, uh, you know, I also firmly believe that we need a heck of a lot more ideas out there. And we need ideas that come from, you know, a diverse body of people that, uh, we can't just get the same ideas from the same group of people that are always included in the same conversations. Uh, cause that's how we got to where we are today. And so really, really introducing this idea of redefining even the terminology of what innovation and entrepreneurship means to make it more inclusive and welcoming to all people. Uh, The innovation is not necessarily about technology. Innovation is about solving a problem in a new way. And that anyone who has the ability to come up with a new solution that solves it more efficiently or um, that that pursues something in a better way, that is innovation, no matter what kind of company or business it's in. Um it could be at a restaurant or a salon or, you know, in science and engineering. It does not have to be as limiting as, as most people have thought. And so, you know, I really am working hard on making sure that people are really redefining what that means for their community and opening doors for all to participate and then creating an ecosystem that that is more engaging and more welcoming um, so that we can start really bringing out the ideas that we need more than, more than anything else.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You sound like, you would have been uh, the little girl on the block uh, with the lemonade stand, but not only having the lemonade stand, but supplied the lemons to the other uh, Mm. little, you know, girls and boys who were trying to have lemonade stands. And so, yeah. I was the
0: girl that was bulk buying lemonade or bulk buying lemons (laughs) and then running a network of stands. Like I was pimping out the lemon stands. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. exactly
0: Yeah. I I mean, once you start really thinking about, and that's, that's another thing that in tying even to entrepreneurship innovation is is explaining the concept of scale, um, to and and lo- allowing that to be introduced into uh, different industries so that people understand how to scale what they're doing because that's also the game changer right is to think yeah. beyond just the one to one service.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so tell me something uh, as it relates to leadership and in the work that you're doing right. So, what is your definition of leadership and how And how can this mindset that you have, uh, can, can this mindset be taught to, to leaders? And, and how can they incorporate this into the culture of their companies?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that leadership, um, everybody has their own flavor. Um, ultimately, it's based upon stepping into a role where you're guiding people towards something new, that you're creating a new experience, a new uh paradigm that you're, you're ushering in something that we are not currently in. I think that there's a lot of aspects of leadership that can be taught to an extent because I can stand up there and I can teach all of these concepts to people, but at the end of the day, great leadership is practiced. And so it's, it's really the, the individual taking the initiative of integrating these new habits, these new mindsets, these new tools, that help really push them forward to become a better leader uh, to be more capable of empowering and equipping and educating other people um, to create more of the future that they are trying to guide people towards i think that leadership requires more than just um being the person standing at the front of the line it means that you have to see where you're taking people and that you have to have the ability for them to trust you but also for you to guide them there And most leaders, the the, the dirty secret, right, is that most leaders don't always know how they're going to get there. But they know, they they have to believe in where they're taking people. And they have to trust that eventually, together, they'll figure it out.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So if you can, uh, if you can give our audience three Leadership tips, and you know, uh, I mean, dealing with entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial uh, Mm -hmm. entrepreneur and entrepreneurship. You know, if you want to, before you give us the tips, even what is the what is the true difference between those two words? I mean, those three words. Pardon?
0: Yeah. Well, so it's it's the way in which the word is used, right? So the entrepreneur is the individual. That is the person who is being entrepreneurial often. The entrepreneur is the person who has turned it into a venture, right? So, and you even, you'll see in the ecosystem that people will even self-identify that there's the small business owner and there's the entrepreneur and that even that title, people will consciously choose. I'm a small business owner. I'm not an entrepreneur or I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a small business owner. Right. And so being the entrepreneur often means that there is an element of innovation that you are, um, that you're often thinking outside the box that you're doing something a little different, a little riskier, a little more high paced. People who self identify as a small business owner, um, that's also typically categorized as like a lifestyle business or brick and mortar business. And that you see it more as, um, that you're providing a service or a product that is consistent um, is reliable. Um, that sort of thing that you don't necessarily identify as being someone who is entre- an entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneurial are all the traits that are associated with that, but may not necessarily be tied to someone who is running a business. Um, so a lot of people who work in the ecosystem space, who work for the government or work for universities, they see themselves as, as entrepreneurial for very good reason. Entrepreneurial is the you know taking risk, thinking outside the box, being creative. Um, Finding solutions to problems, that sort of thing. Um, and then entrepreneurship is the kind of the cluster wrapped around starting a business. It's the, the act of being entrepreneurial, right? So all of these are just you know different ways of talking about the same thing, just through a different lens. Um, but so, OK, so my three leadership tips that I would give. Obviously, they're going to be somewhat entrepreneurial. Um, my yeah, number, yeah, of and before, are,
1: and I apologize before before you get oh, that, yeah, go ahead. Just the statement that you just made that's absolutely what I believe is that leadership and entrepreneurship go hand in hand. Uh, in my audience, I have you know some uh entrepreneurs, uh, or some small business owners, but then I also have you know frontline managers or emerging leaders who are working for companies like shift, shift leaders. Um, Team leads and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, however, you know the entrepreneurial mindset uh, in leadership to to me with what you're saying go hand in hand because it it's really all about accountability. Mm-hmm. And if a leader uh, has that entrepreneurial mindset, right, they take accountability for their part in the company or their own, you know, business.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's this new term has has been coined called the intrapreneurial, right? Mm. The intrapreneur, where you're dealing with an I for intra versus yeah. an E for entre. Um, an intrapreneurial is more, and it's it's also tied to you know, company culture, uh, that you're dealing with professionals or staff members that are encouraged to be entrepreneurial from within an established company. So they may not necessarily be the C-suite or the founder, but the company really encourages them to be entrepreneurial, to have to think on their feet, to have to pivot, to have to come up with, with new solutions, Um, to have to continually be moving right in their business and that is um, becoming much more embraced in corporate culture because they're seeing that it's making the company in general more nimble and more responsive to the environment um, that they can move faster as as an entire entity if they allow that to happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's dynamite, you know, as they would say in mm-hmm. the 70s. You know, that's that's good stuff, good stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. So, yeah, if you can give us uh, or our audience three
0: leadership tips. Absolutely. Okay, so the number one thing that I tell to all of my clients, no matter what they do, whether they're in business or, um, you know, with a nonprofit or with the government, is the first thing is that you need to do the work that only you can do and this is the reality is is that you know america has done such a great job of forcing us to silo ourselves to pick a lane right like they teach us that from middle school and high school that we're already like picking our career path and picking our our um uh our major of college and then and then even once you start going into the job market you start really defining yourself as i am these three or four things you know i am this kind of worker i am this kind of leader and the reality is is that it's actually the combination of a lot of things that we would not even assume are tied to our career that make us a really significant person in any environment right not even just leadership but just a person uh, and this is one thing that we look at with the Camp Girl Boss program, um, which is a middle school leadership and entrepreneurship camp, is that we get the girls to start thinking about what really makes them who they are. And it's not just, you know, the skills that they have or the industry that they're interested in. It's also that they're really great at communicating or they're really passionate about the environment or that um, they have a lot of endurance and that they're they're aggressive and assertive and all of those things. It's actually the combination of all your experiences and all your passions and your vision for yourself, for your family, for your life. And it's how all of those things fit together and make you individually, uniquely equipped to do a certain thing on this planet. And that leadership is really about embracing that there are some things that you are uniquely equipped to do And it may come from experiences that have nothing to do with your job. It may come from having a troubled past that makes you so resilient and courageous in moments of of chaos. And, And that like something from your childhood that may make you a fabulous leader. And so I'm always challenging my clients to look beyond just the runway in front of them that their career has cleared out for them and start really asking the question, Like, what is the work that only I can do? And I feel like that is, especially when you're looking at leadership, that's creating a more holistic look at what you're really capable of. Uh, So number two, I would say, um, especially when you are someone like me that doesn't always fit the box. Um, I'm a big dynamic personality Um, I am a disruptor at heart. I am always pushing back, um, and coming up with new ways. And I all, I now see that as being kind of a moral obligation for myself. But so my number two thing is to pick your battles. That this leadership is a long game, right? No matter what it is, if you tend to still be on this earth, you're still going for it. And so really being conscious and selective about where you place your energy and what you fight for. Because at the end of the day, no matter what work you do, whether you work for the government or you run your own company, no matter what it is, your greatest currency is relationships. Mm -hmm. It is the people in your network. It's the people who respect you and trust you. right? And uh, learning how to invest your time and energy into the relationships that you have um and choosing wisely the by the battles that you fight um is going to make it so that um you end up having stronger relationships that last longer
1: yeah yeah that's good
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then my number three tip would be um to build a really healthy relationship with your intuition because leadership is easy until it's hard and that uh we don't need leaders when things are good and easy. We need leaders when things are hard and confusing. And it's in those moments that you have to know how to listen to your gut and how to that you've you've done the work. You know the things. You know your skill sets. You know your weaknesses. You know the places where you can show up. Um, It's in those moments that you have to be able to make a quick decision. You have to make an impossible choice because if everyone could make it, they would not need a leader. Mm. And so really wrestling with that and coming to terms with what do I do when I don't know what to do? um, And how do I handle that? You know, it goes back to the very first thing that I said, that leadership becomes a practice and that it's in the calm that you're able to work on those uh, those skill sets within yourself. Um, because when it's not calm, that's when you're going to need to be able to lean on it. And you're going to need to have the muscle memory of knowing how to navigate. Um, because the moment itself is going to be hard enough. Being underprepared for how to address that moment is going to make it impossible for you to lead with integrity. So wow. those would be my three.
1: Wow, those are awesome. Those are awesome. So do the work only you can do. Pick your battles and build a healthy relationship with your intuition. I have never heard that said like that before. Build a healthy relationship with your intuition. That's 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 awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Do you have any closing comments and how can uh, people, you know, get your services and your contact info?
0: Sure. So the easiest way to find me is probably on LinkedIn, um, Emily Breedlove. And uh, yeah, I'm always around. I'm happy to uh, to mentor and advise. Um, I'm currently living in St. Louis, um, but you know, I do work all over the country. So feel free to reach out.
1: Very good. Yeah, I look forward to having you on this podcast once again. And I'm actually going to reach out to you um, as well uh, as it relates to uh, my business of leadership development. You know, have a discussion with you and bounce some ideas off you as well. Um, You know, from what I know, you're definitely one that a person wants to talk to as it relates to growing a business. And so thank you so much uh, for your time, your talent, uh, and, and your teaching with us today.
0: Thank you, Jason.
1: Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcomes and are they the outcomes you're looking for? Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com. Again, www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half-hour conversation to assess if we can address your leadership development needs. Oh, and by the way always remember that leadership is influence and service. Thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with our special guest, serial entrepreneur, Emily Breedlove. Now, here is something that I want you to know about her, besides being a serial entrepreneur, right? uh, In addition to that, her dynamic background as a serial entrepreneur has equipped her with an uncommon expertise in digital media production, corporate and government relations, community resource mapping, and multi-state campaigns, which makes her an invaluable asset to any growth-oriented organization. So thank you so much, Ms. Emily Breedlove, for your time, talent, and your team teaching on uh, the transforming communities through entrepreneurship and innovation. She gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one, do the work only you can do. As a leader, it is not a good idea or a good look to delegate out the work that you are responsible for right you can delegate out certain tasks that help to support your work but you can never delegate responsibility so making sure that you do the work that only you can do number two pick your battles pick your battles. I had uh, in uh, season two, episode four, Miss Robin Funston, who was dealing with uh, leadership and team dynamics. And in that, she is what is called a conflict resolution specialist. And she talked about, you know, how to solve conflict and you know, how to, when to pick your battles and how to pick your battles, you know, so, which is a good, excellent leadership tip here given to us by Miss Emily Breedlove, pick your battles. And the third one she gave us was build a healthy relationship with your intuition, build a healthy relationship with your intuition. Now I found that one there, uh, that one is special, right? Cause I've never heard it said that way before is building a healthy relationship with your intuition. Many times we have ignored that gut feeling that we have about this or about that, right? But building a healthy relationship with your intuition is an excellent tip. So thank you so much, Ms. Emily Breedlove for that. Uh, Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your company with identifying and developing your leadership bench. If you would like to have a conversation about us doing a presentation or keynote at your next event or about your leadership bench, including helping you develop one, please do not hesitate to reach out to us via email info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or give us a call 828-333-7234. And we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please subscribe and give us a good review for this podcast on many podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and more under the name Jason A. Muhammad slash Leadership Is. You also may follow us on social media. Twitter is at Leadership JM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.